For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison. Today we got a good one. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the guys leaving and some of the guys coming into the UT football program. Also have a special guest, Jawan James on VFL. We talked about his reasoning for opting out of the NFL season, uh, some cool stories about Lane Kiffin, and some funny stuff with our teammates at Tennessee. So, let's start the show. All right. So, before we get into the show, got to shout out our sponsors at Bet Online. The Super Bowl is right around the corner, and if you're looking to place a bet on any sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. So, last week I gave you a couple locks, uh, Tampa and Washington under, which they covered. Uh, the backup quarterback coming in for Washington really screwed that over for me. And then the Titans Ravens over, uh, honestly did not expect the Titans defense to play that well. Uh, very surprising. And maybe I should stay away from the over unders going forward. So this week, my two locks are, uh, Cleveland plus 10, uh, against Kansas city. I think that's Way too big of a margin. I think Cleveland's offense has been humming recently. And they can score a lot of points. And Kansas City hasn't beaten an opponent by double digits since week eight. All the games have been pretty close. Uh, you know, even a game they had versus the Jets, it was pretty close. I think they play as good as their opponents are. So I think this is a lot closer game than just 10 points. I still think Kansas City wins. Um, but I wouldn't go double digits. Uh, also have New Orleans uh, minus three over the Bucks. Uh, you know, New Orleans has beaten them twice by an average of 23 and a half points. I think it's crazy to have the spread this low. Uh, you know, Tampa's on a hot streak. They've played some of the worst teams in the league the past six weeks. So they seem really, really good. Uh, and, you know, they got the GOAT back there, but I still think New Orleans is just a better team. They got a great defense, and I think they're route them. Easy win for them. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always an online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so before we head into the amazing conversation I had with Juwan James, 
I wanted to talk about, you know, some of the transfers that, you know, we're losing and gaining and some of the guys that were uh, losing to the draft. Uh, we figured out this past week. Uh, so first, Bryce Thompson, who has been a great defender for us. Um, you know, a vocal guy, a leader on the defense. And we're losing him to the draft. And I, I you know, I understand um, a, lot of, a lot of guys, you know, want to take advantage of their play and think they've put some good film out there and think they have a really good shot in the draft. But I just don't know, man. I, if he could stay another year, I mean, I could see his draft stock going way up, um, you know, possibilities in the first round, you know, early second. Right now, you know, being who he is from this Tennessee program that struggled the past few years, I mean, he's a probably a late-round guy, five, six, seventh round, maybe even a free agent sign. Why not try and take another year of college and, uh, you know, work on your craft, make yourself even better? And, you know, be at the upper echelon of corners coming out. I don't know. That's just the way I see it. I think he could really take advantage of an extra year. But, you know, to each their own. I uh, can't, can't fault him for making that decision. But we are definitely going to miss him. Uh, Ty Chandler transferring. Now, at first glance, this doesn't seem like a big issue. You know, we have Eric Gray. Eric Gray is the one who stepped up really big for us uh he's seen as the number one guy uh, a little bit better of a back than than uh ty but with the investigation going on eric gray might be in trouble with that he might not be able to play next year so talk about this recruiting class uh the running backs that we got coming in they are going to be huge factors moving forward because we have lost ty and we don't know if we might lose Eric Gray. So that might be a hole in our offense that we really need to take advantage of. But with that hole in the offense, a running quarterback might help. Speaking of, so Hendon Hooker transferring from Virginia Tech coming in. This guy's a runner, runner first. And there's nothing wrong with that at quarterback. Lamar Jackson has had success doing it, being a runner first. You just got to work around him. You got to make your offense work with him, uh, make it, you know, pliable to what he does best. You know, this past year he averaged 15 carries a game, which is great. You know, I, I want him to run as much as he passes, you know, 15 and 15. I think that's a good ratio to have uh, for a guy of his skill level. And, you know, once he gets up to the 30 attempts range, you know, high 20s, low 30s, that's when there's a lot of picks. There's, you know, some turnovers. He's just not that guy. You know, that's not what he's good at. He's a good athletic guy. He can move around in the pocket. He can move up in the pocket. And it's just going to be interesting. I mean, this is his fourth year in college. You know, Slater coming in and Harrison Bailey just being in his second year really got to compete if they want a chance to play. And... You know, more competition breeds better athletes, breeds better players, and that's what you want. You want as much competition as possible so you really have the best guys out on the field. So I'm I'm happy with him coming. I think it'll be awesome. Even if he doesn't play, it will make the other quarterbacks better and make whoever it actually does start an even better quarterback because he's going to have to work that much harder. And then last, Wanya Morris transferring. I really hate this. Um 
I liked Wanya a lot. I think his length is just incredible. Um, it's, you know, one of his strongest attributes and makes him so dangerous as a tackle. You know, I think he just got hurt in the middle of the season and uh, Jameer Johnson just stepped up, was able to play really well. And I think Wanya saw the writing on the wall, saw it as I'm probably not going to get to start. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's just him. If it was me, I would say, you know what? I'm going to take my position back. I'm going to take my starting spot back. There's no way that I'm going to let somebody else beat me out. I'm going to work my butt off, get in that weight room, get stronger, get in the film room, get smarter, start taking even more reps. You know, the spring ball, just working on my set, working on my set over and over and over and become a better player. That way there's no chance that you don't play. So that was that's just my mentality. I think Juwan James agrees with me, and you'll hear about that here in a minute. But it is still a big loss, especially to just depth on the offensive line. You know, I wish he would have stayed, but I wish all the best to him. Um, and I think we're going to be okay. And this might move around some pieces and, and uh, possibly have Cade out at tackle. So we'll see how it works out. But, uh, yeah, so that's the update on, you know, those transfers and stuff. Let's uh, get into this awesome interview I had with Juwan James. All right, I welcome on a very special guest. He played with me at UT uh, through 2000, from 2010 to 2014. Um, he held the record for the most starts by a UT player in history. Uh, and was drafted in the first round of the Miami Dolphins. His name, Jawan James. How are we doing, Jawan? What's up, Jawan? Kirby? What's up, man? I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. I, I really wanted to get you on. I thought you would give us a good perspective on uh, Tennessee football, where you see it, where it's going, and, and uh, also talk to us about, you know, NFL life and mm -hmm. uh, how it's a little bit <laughs> different than, than college ball. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. So to start off with, you know, what what is the NFL like? I mean, if you can explain it in the simplest way possible to the listeners, how much work the and simplest, stuff you have to put in. <laughs> the simplest way I would say first, it's a business. That's that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, high school, you playing football with your friends. College comes a business a little bit but you're still out there with your friends and then you get to the nfl and it's it's a straight money maker business man it's still ball involved um you know you you have some friends on the team but you gotta think everybody's competing for a job so that's that's a tough spot and these coaches you know they're under pressure from ownership which trickles down to the players so if you aren't performing you aren't doing what you're supposed to do on and off the field then your opportunity can be taken so I, I just like to say it's a business first and foremost. Um, and, you know, you got to be, I know in college you had to do time management. Like that was a big thing. Be where you're supposed to be, class, um, study hall, whenever you had to eat. When you get to the NFL, you have a little more free time in a sense of when you get home. But I'll just give you a daily thing. So say you get there at 6.30, get your lift in. You go from 6.30 to about 8.00 eight, have your first offensive meeting, um, maybe be in there for an hour and a half, going over the previous practice you just had the day before, um, going over the scouting, look for the team you're playing that week, bam, have lunch, 
pre-practice, stretch, get in the hot tub, do whatever you got to do before you go out there. And about 12 o'clock, hit the field for a good two hours and 50 minutes. Come out, shower, get you a protein shake, watch some more film, and then hopefully get home by 6 o'clock. So it's, it's definitely a long day. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, at least a 12-hour day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The good part about it, though, is and where you have to be on your time management is the off season because they yeah. can't have us around the facility or coaches for three and a half months. So you're kind of on your own. That's yeah. when you got to be a pro and make sure you're working out, staying in shape and doing all that. Yeah, it might be some sloppy bodies after that amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that first that first month, man, especially around December, if you end early or January, you get that holiday food. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, speaking of business with mm -hmm. the NFL, you know, COVID hitting, pandemic starting, you decided to opt out for the season. So if you would take us through like your decision to opt out, you know, what factors mm -hmm. played a role in that and, you know, how you feel about that now? Um, well, the biggest thing was my family, man. Um, you know, me and my wife, we were, we just had our son in May and uh, we were on talks every twice a week with the NFL, all the different players around the league, and then explaining, you know, what protocols they might put in or what might happen if this happened, what might happen if this happened. And there was no true direction at the time. And just talking to my wife about it, and I didn't even feel good about it, especially not knowing. And the whole world honestly didn't know what COVID was at that yeah. point. So um, I decided, you know, hey, it's not worth it. Um, I was in a situation where I was able to. And I appreciate, you know, the NFL for giving all the players that option. And it's been it's been great, though, man, honestly, seeing my son this first year of his life, waking up every morning, seeing him smile, explaining that schedule. I just told you, shoot, if I'm leaving at 630 in the morning every day, we put him to sleep at 730 now at night. So I would have saw him maybe an hour out the day. But now I get a chance to see him all day. And it's, it's been cool. I definitely miss ball, though, man. More than anything, miss the players. We've just been in the house with the mm -hmm. fam the whole time, but I miss my guys in the locker room. Yeah. All the fun stuff you go through. Yeah, do you feel like um, – because I know it's so competitive in the mm -hmm. NFL. Do you feel like it might have hurt any kind of chances of you playing or, you know, uh, giving other guys opportunities to step up? I feel like – honestly, no, in a sense, but it did give people opportunity. I mean, that's one good thing from – I talked to the guy – that I uh, was playing for me and I'm like man right before I talked to him when I was thinking about it I was like hey bro I'm thinking about this but you know this would be a great opportunity for you this is your contract year coming up you go out there ball have a good year and do your thing um but I feel like when I come back that's going to be a big thing in the sense of I've missed out on a year of ball now so I gotta get my timing back I've been working out since I've been gone but not having those live reps is definitely different you know when you yeah I haven't been doing anything and jump right in but I feel like when we get to this off-season program, I'll jump back in and catch up to his feet. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're uh, a lot more athletic than most people, so I think you can jump back in if you <laughs> And need I feel to. like my body my body got a chance to rest, honestly. Um, oh, I was dude, talking I to my wife amazing. about it. Yeah, I was like, this is the first time in a while. And even, honestly, just I came home to Georgia. We drove down here, and I got to be with my mom and the rest of my family for the holidays, and that hasn't happened since high school. You know, in college, we yeah. used to go to the Andersons. They used to have us over for <laughs> Thanksgiving. That used to be great. I mean, but uh, this is the first time, honestly, I had the holidays just to enjoy the fam. Well, that's good, man. I, I'm glad that you were able to, you know, spend some more time with family because that's definitely something that, you know, people in the football culture just, like, really miss out on players and coaches mm -hmm. is just – being around family members and, and 
getting those cherished moments that you really want. Yeah, that is, that is very true, especially coaches, man, because we get out of there at 6 or 7. They're there to 10, 11 at night game they, planning. So shout out to the coaches. <laughs> um, so like you were saying in college and stuff, you missed out, but, you know, let's let's – Let's go to the Vols. Let's uh, let's get your thoughts. How are you feeling about them? Um, you know, it's probably a little different. You didn't have to be around guys in a locker room talking talking crap <laughs> to you. Um, but how are you feeling about the Vols and, you know, what kind of season they went through? Uh, honestly, man, well, first thing first, I'm always going to love the Vols. You yeah. Know, that Knoxville, everything about it, they gave me an opportunity that changed my life, got me – able to meet my wife and have this family that I have now. Um, as far as the football team right now, man, everybody in the league, NFL, college, this was a, a weird year. Um, not a lot of time to prepare. Um, and I feel like that's that's could be, I don't want to give them an out with that, mm-hmm. but everybody was going through it. Um, but I mean, it, it was a tough year, but I like the way they fight. That's one thing that I do notice is they don't quit, they play hard. So that, that's, a, that's an upside. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I think if there was ever quote unquote an excuse for a season, I mean, I mm-hmm. think a pandemic would be a perfect one. <laughs> yeah, true. true. So but, uh, what... I, f- I feel like too, speaking on that, man, um, you got guys like Trey, who I feel like he, he had a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him working out this off season. And, you know, it was really up to guys when you couldn't do it as a team to go out there and do it on your own. And I saw yeah. a lot of guys on the team doing that. So shout out to them. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's such a weird time. I mean, they didn't get spring ball. You know, they really didn't get any summer workouts. So like you were saying earlier, to work out for those three months, you're not on the team mm-hmm. or with the team is when you really show if you're professional or not. And these yep. kids had to do it in college yeah it's 18 19 20 years old yeah i had to figure it out so you know speaking of trey do you think how do you think the o-line did overall for the season you know if there's anything that you saw that was maybe teaching points or anything like that um honestly it's hard for me to be able to even talk technical or teaching point without watching any film you know you, you only get such a view from watching the games on espn and all that but uh, I know for, for a while there, they were mauling guys off the ball, you know, creating the line of scrimmage. So that was good to see. The running backs were loving it. Uh, um, speaking of Trey and uh, the new kid that had came in, Mays. Yeah. Uh, he did He did pretty good as well. Um, yeah. But, shoot, man, I like I said, I can't critique from that standpoint. The only thing I would say to them, man, is just, just stick together and have fun like we did. You know, when we were there, we weren't that great as a team, honestly, you know, our record didn't show it. But one thing we did was we took pride in our room. You know, we we took pride in what we did every day and the work we put in and then we had fun together. So guys that's there now, you know, don't, don't stress over the record right now. Just take this off season and get the work and have fun. And the the record will take care of itself once y'all become closer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do do you think, because during the season they had, a lot of offensive line rotations where they were mm. putting guys at different spots. Do you think that can work? Do you think that's like a good technique? Uh, you know, I never went through it, you know, when I was at UT, I know you didn't either, but you know, do you think it might be viable? 
Um, I, f- I feel like I've never, like you said, I've never been in it personally. Uh, the first time I saw it was when I was in the league, and it was honestly the guards next to me, the right guards switching. They would switch, like, I want to say every three series. And I remember them saying how tough tough it was. Just just think of a guy standing on the sideline for the first three series. He's cold over there. Yeah. He jumps right in to block a three technique who's been going crazy this whole first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 probably a tough part about it. And also just that continuity. Like I said, when I, when I was switching right guards, playing out with them, just the communication was different each time they came out. The fits were different on the double teams. Yep. So it could be could be troubling at times to build that consistency, but at the same time, it's also giving opportunity to people to go out there and put good stuff on film. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you get your opportunity out there in the game and you go ball, then, hey, you might get more reps. You know, some guys aren't practice guys. Some guys are game guys. So when they get that opportunity out there in the lights and they ball, then that's good for them. So I feel like it's, it's a double-edged sword to it. Yeah, I it's I mean it's probably had something to do with, you know, limited practice that they had during the off season mm-hmm. and just like, hey, we like we really don't know what this guy has. Yeah. We got it. How we, how is the um how is the recruiting class this year? I didn't um, see it honestly. This year's it's pretty good. We're like number 14 right okay. now. Um, you know, after early signing day, we probably had about 15 guys sign. Okay. And uh, we got three offensive linemen in that class, pretty good ones. Uh, mm-hmm. One dude is a massive individual. Reminds me of Orlando Brown Jr. Oh, really? He's like 6'8", 350. Jesus. Just big, big. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what people don't understand, too, because there was a point where everybody I always hear it in the UT fans. They're like, man, so-and-so didn't recruit linemen. Like, Bro, do you remember when Sammy P had all his class and they went to Arkansas with him? Yeah, <laughs> like that, that was the class that really took <laughs> took four or five bodies out the old line room during that time. So yes, I recruiting, mean recruiting is the biggest thing I feel like with Tennessee, man. That's why, honestly, when I think about it, like until we can be like recruiting top tier guys every year every we mm-hmm. got to get guys wanting to come there because no i mean no offense to you we used to show up to your games but <laughs> tennessee football is not <laughs> it's not no. it's not florida it's not texas it's not georgia no and like when we were coming out in 2010 class kiffin that was one thing he did a great job of um i know tennessee is built on so much tradition but during that time he was coming to change it like i was committed to alabama for a year Mm-hmm. Alabama was doing things different. Then all of a sudden, Kiffin and Ogeron, they came and blew up Tennessee, getting guys to come there, wearing black jerseys versus South Carolina, just changing it up to get a younger feel to it. And I feel like that's what attracted me and Justin Hunter and James Stone and Zach and Corey yep. Miller and all those other guys. So I feel like once Tennessee gets to the point where they're recruiting the top-tier guys again and they can attract the top kids again is when we're going to be competing. I yeah I agree I think it was like a misstep uh the year after my class we didn't bring in an offensive lineman yeah and I I, you know I think that was a huge thing in Dooley's era and you know leading down the road where you know after my class was completely gone you know all of us gone me Tiny Marcus Mm -hmm. everyone there was a drop off. There was a, drop, a big drop off. Yes, because like yeah. it, there was no, there was nobody else to step in really. So, mm-hmm. what's I, crazy is that shows you how good of a coach and recruiter Sam Pittman was. Yeah, no, <laughs> he I, got all those guys to leave a school they committed to to follow him to Arkansas and go play yeah, for him. So credit I to agree. him. 
I agree. And I always try and say to recruits, like, not to go to a place because of a coach. Because mm-hmm. you literally <laughs> he's going to be there. I mean, oh, I, I had <laughs> three offensive line coaches, three offensive coordinators, two head coaches. It's like, there's no way you're going to know. Oh, yeah. I showed up there for Kiffin. My freaking second day of school, he was out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, and this is a huge topic right now uh, that's going on is the transfer portal. How easy it is for guys to just transfer from school to school now. And you don't necessarily have to set out if you go to a you know a different conference and mm-hmm. there's a lot of rules to help guys out. Do you think you would have done that? I mean, like you said that, you know, two days after you got there, Kiffin left or even done it when Dooley was fired and they were bringing in Butch and you didn't know him and you didn't know what was going on. Do you think you would have entered that transfer portal, especially with how easy it is now? Uh. Honestly, no, man. It's crazy. I was just talking to my wife about it because she coaches softball and stuff now. And we were just talking about how even at a young age, like if if kids on our team, they could be in middle school or even high school and they don't like their situation or they feel like this coach isn't doing that, they can just get up and leave and go to another school. And then they end up going to three high schools in four years. Then on the college level, I feel like that translates to that where that same kid, it might get somewhere and it might be too hard. And they're like, oh, I want to leave because this isn't for me here. Or this isn't for me here. So I feel like it it can help in a sense if there was a real situation. Um, yeah. I know we had a guy, Alex Bullard. His dad was having health issues and he was at Notre Dame and he wanted to come closer to his dad. I feel like that's an exception to where something like that. But if you're just not ha- happy in a situation, you just want to leave and you're going to do that every time anything gets hard. I feel like that's just giving kids a scapegoat. So personally, I wouldn't have done it. Um, yeah. I was just always taught, man, make the best out of your situation. You know, stuff not going to always go your way, but you can work through it. You can work hard. Uh, and like, just like I said, Kiffin, we got there and the day I was supposed to go to school, they on ESPN saying, hey, uh, he's not going to be here. Then all of a sudden him and Ogeron are calling us like, hey, guys, don't go to class. You can come to USC with us. Like, You'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> and, I'm, and I honestly, I went home. My mom came. She had just put me in the dorm two days before. Then she came and got me, and we were sitting there. We packed up the whole dorm. I remember the AD was telling us, me, Tyler Bray, Corey, we all had a meeting. He's like, you guys can't go anywhere. You're stuck. You have to go to class tomorrow. So the NCAA came down and called us. They're like, hey, guys, we're going to make an exception. You guys don't have to go to class. You never report it. So basically, you're a drop if you don't show up. So you can go anywhere you want. And I remember I went home for about three days, three or four days, and then Dooley got the job. And I really thought about it. I was like, man, just like you said, don't pick a school based on the coaches. So I really thought about that, and I was like, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to just see it through, and I'm glad I did. Do you think the other guys in your class kind of thought the same thing? Did you guys like have a conversation? Oh yeah, we with had a other? big we had a we had a big meeting, man. It was me, Jacques Smith, Corey Miller, Tyler Bray, guy Ted Moline, and we all graduated early. They all got us to come there and get there in December, well January. So we had just started, literally, bro. We had just went to the Thornton Center, got all our books, got all our schedules. Class was meant for the next day. And that night, we're all in the Gibbs, sitting there, and we all, all our phones start ringing. We're like, what the hell? We're playing the game. And Jock goes, man, somebody just hit me up from ESPN and said, what am I going to do now? 
I'm like, what? Then I get a phone call. Somebody from ESPN, they're like, hey, what are you going to do now that Kiffin's gone? We're like, what? Bro, we open the door at Gibbs, look down. They're burning mattresses outside. <laughs> <laughs> There's thousands of people in the streets. It's like 15 degrees, bro. They're making bonfires with mattresses stacked up so he can't drive out the facility. Then the freaking fire department comes and holds everybody down. It was wild, bro. How insane that it was wild. his that his players find out <laughs> for phone calls from reporters. Yes, yes. But then they <laughs> called us afterwards, like, "Hey, you know, we we didn't want to tell you guys before we had this meeting, but like I said, you guys don't don't go to class tomorrow. You can come be a part of our class at USC. We can fly out there tomorrow, and we'll have all six of y'all on our team out there." We all sat down to talk. I can't I can't remember honestly who was the A D right now. It was something like Hamilton or something like that. Yeah. And we had a meeting with us six and him and we all looked like, Hey, we're gonna go home. The NCAA told us we didn't have to go and he was like, No, you have to stay here. You have to go to class, you're stuck. And then once he left the office we all just chatted and talked for a bit and we said, Hey man, forget all them, you know, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it together and we all end up staying. Well, I I know that the Vol faithful are very happy you all stayed. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. <laughs> I appreciate the Vol. Honestly, man, that was that was the most love I ever got, and that's why I'm always thankful for Tennessee. Because when I decided to stay, and I remember my mom bringing me back, she was just saying, "I feel good leaving you here." Because everywhere we went, bro, whether it was out to eat, anywhere, the people were like, "Oh, James, thank you. You know, we appreciate you staying. That's a real Vol." Da da da, and they just made it feel like a family atmosphere there. So I, I always appreciate Knoxville for accepting me and my family. Yeah, people always fall in love with Knoxville once they get here. Mm-hmm. That's easy. So um, let's get into more lighthearted questions. I wanted to, <laughs> you know, get some funny stories or anything like that from you. Um, you know, through your NFL career and your college career, who would you say is probably the toughest guy? Toughest guy you had to block? Oh man, um, college. I'm gonna go Marcus Goldston. He got me for a sack my senior year at Mizzou. Um, shoot, that was the only sack I had that year, too. And I remember it was Dobbs' first start. <laughs> it might have been three games left in the season. I was so mad when he beat me. But just the whole game, honestly, we were going at it. And he was hitting moves. And finally, he got me on one. So uh, I say Marcus Goldston in, in college. And then NFL, probably Mario Williams. Big wow. guy. Yeah, big guy, man. And I was playing him twice a year, my rookie year, my second year, because you know, going against him with the Bills. And I remember the first, uh, <laughs> it was the second game of the season and my rookie year, we go up to Buffalo and all the guys in the O-line, they were like, hey, bro, when you get in the huddle first plate, don't turn around and look at him. I said, what? And they was like, bro, he looked like Superman out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're in the huddle and then somebody look at me, he said, you look yet? And I turned around and look, this dude over there got his, Jersey rolled up, six-pack, all that. <laughs> and then I was like, man, it's going to be a long day. But I ended up doing good against him. Never never got a, gave up a sack to him. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I almost thought the same thing when I was with Tampa on practice squad. I got to travel to the Dallas game. Mm-hmm. And they always have the offensive line run out first. And Tyrone Smith ran out onto the field, <laughs> stood on the 50, and I thought I had never seen a human being as big as him in my life. 
Huge. Mac truck, like square shoulders, arms to his ankles. And his 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 torso is probably ten inches while his legs are like sixty inches. Like oh, yeah, his legs sure. are three fourths of his height. It's crazy when you have those moments. Would you say that was your like NFL moment? Like wow. I was like, like bro, oh. you want me to play tackle? Look at that guy. <laughs> like there ain't no way. Bro, my first game we played New England. And like you said, you running out there for warm ups. Bro, we come out the tunnel and I'm running and I look and I see Tom Brady just dropping back, throwing a little warm up ball. And I was like, bro, that's Tom Brady. Like he just had this glow about him. That was really my NFL moment. Like, damn. Bro, I had, I was in training camp with the Pats for like three weeks mm-hmm. and I had to snap to him. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. It was the most nerve wracking thing <laughs> I've ever been through. I'm like, if I break this dude's finger, you know how many people are gonna freaking hate me? Yeah. Is it he was, I always hear is he is he demanding at practice? Bro, okay, let me tell you a story. And everyone will enjoy this story, and I've told it before. Okay. I get put in because the second string center gets a concussion during practice. I'm the third string left guard at this point. And coach goes, Who can snap? I just raise my hand, like, I got you. So he puts yeah. me in second string center. This is the year Tom Brady is second string because he's not going to play the first four games because of deflate gate. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have to, so I'm snapping with him with the second team because Garoppolo is getting first team reps. So I'm snapping to him. I do one period with him like a half line and he comes over to me. He goes, dude, you're soaking wet. Your ass is soaking <laughs> wet. You got to dry that shit up. I was like, I don't, uh, okay. It's in the middle of August. It's 85 degrees out here. And uh, we go to like individual, we come back, we do another one. He's like, bro, you are so like, you can't, he's like, you can't wear that shirt. I had like a baggy shirt untucked. He's like, you can't wear that shirt. You gotta wear a tight shirt. He's like, you gotta get a towel. You gotta do something and you gotta dry off. I'm like, (laughs) uh, okay. Like goat is telling me to dry off right now. Literally get, get a towel and start like, you know, flossing between my legs, trying to dry <laughs> off as much as I can, like rubbing my belly. I'm surprised you didn't make you change bands. <laughs> Bro, yeah, I know. Rubbing everywhere. Just wait. It gets better. Rubbing everywhere. Then I get a full-size towel, not a hand towel, a full-size towel, fold it, and stuff it down my pants. Okay? And, and that's what he likes. All of the centers have a full-size towel folded and stuffed in their pants. Wow. And then he had a guy, equipment guy, come over with gold bond. And I straight up pulled my pants out and he just dumped it down my butt crack. What? Yes, dude. Dumped it down there. Just dr- trying to dry it out. I had to like shake it down into the gr- grooves and all that stuff. Just so the back of his hand wouldn't wow. be damp. Hey, six rings, bro. He doing something right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was, bro, I had never been in such an awkward situation because I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever, but I, you gotta do I, ju- it. I just got here and this is the GOAT of the NFL. Like, I have to do this. Yes. People don't understand, too. Like, if you would have said no to that, you'd have been gone the next day. Easy. <laughs> easy, easy. One, easy cut. One, one phone call. <laughs> you said what to Tom? Uh, yeah, you get the heck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh my gosh, That's it was funny, crazy. Man. But, uh, I always tell people this other story too. And I, I shared it earlier when I had um, some of the bruh on was the CP story from the NC state game. 
after he scored that first touchdown. I said, I heard it from Jawan. So I'd love to hear it from your perspective, exactly what he (laughs) said to you. So we, yeah, we go into NC State. Uh, It was actually in Atlanta and we played them in a little opening game. And honestly, bro, I remember when he pulled up during camp and they were doing seven on seven. We were watching him. I'm like, who is this kid? Like I heard about him, blah, blah, blah. And he was balling. But then when we got in that first game, he just went crazy. He caught the long touchdown. He had to end around mm-hmm. like 60 yards. And I want to say he did a couple other crazy plays. So I'm like, oh, he's that real deal. So we sit next to each other on the bus driving home because we didn't fly to that game. <laughs> he came up to me and said, hey, man. I said, what's up, CP? He said, I'm going first round right now. I said, <laughs> I said, what, bro? He said, I might not go to class no more, bro. I'm about to go first round. I just bawled. I said, man, stop. He said, I swear, bro. I promise you I'm going first round. And then a couple months later, look what he did. He didn't go to another class. <laughs> that man showed up at in July or August, did his six months, and went first round. Man, that's one of the best athletes to this day that I've ever played with, bro. Just the way he can see the field, the way he can stop on a dime and can reach full speed in the next two steps. I've I've had a play where we had a little reverse. I fake go up the D and climb to the linebacker taking the linebacker out of bounds and I see him out of the corner of my eye running the ball, bro. And I'm like, damn, I'm going to be in his way. So I threw the linebacker. This guy tiptoes karaoke's on the sideline between me and the linebacker and then hits full speed and gets 10 more yards. <laughs> I'll, ne- I'll never forget that play in my life, Between bro. you two. Between, I literally, I'm with the line. You know how it is sometimes you block and you're like, damn, you can see the back and you don't want to get yeah. away. I threw the, the linebacker. Somehow he tiptoed, flipped his hips, karaoke on the sideline, split us, and ran for ten more yards. Oh, <laughs> wow, that dude's special. Yeah, I just, I just remember on his returns how he could cut at full speed. Man, at full like, speed, running full speed made a cut and make guys fall and over. He's still doing it. I want to say he didn't. He, he tied a record for NFL returns. Or yeah, this, this year, yeah, this year, yeah. and he and just, he just got, got he, all pro again. Yeah, he just got to his, uh, you know fourth pro bowl and like third all pro it's crazy as a returner he's special bro guy's insane yeah yeah i I always thought he was the best and i thought it was so funny that you know at that point you know love the guy uh rogers Mm -hmm. was you know in and out of trouble he was the guy at that point he was in and out of trouble you know him and coach dilly weren't meshing much and cp gets there and in a week two weeks direct's not there anymore and i was like oh man i feel so bad for that guy because was that the year we went to milligan yes dude it was so that was, was that your sophomore is that what your sophomore year huh yes that sucked i'm not gonna lie i don't know, no, I don't milligan know why was i brought rough. that up <laughs> dude i remember me and Corey miller were staying in the same room at milligan and it was probably 80 degrees in that room 80 degrees that was some remember the titan stuff right there. what was, <laughs> du- was dooley doing <laughs> dude what about what about you uh weren't you on like a longboard or something you fell oh, yeah no bro I was, <laughs> I was on a little moving truck square with the four wheels oh yeah <laughs> well you remember we had to walk like a mile from where we got dressed you're like i'm rolling still. down this hill so me dallas and zach were sitting there and i saw it and i was like oh I'm, <laughs> I'm about to get on this and just roll down bro i'm rolling rolling <laughs> 
forgot that you had to stop. Yeah, can't can't stop. I try to put my foot down. It burns through my socks, cuts my leg open. Then I try to put my hand down, cut my hand open, and roll off before I run into the curb. It was all, it was wild. All your all your tape is just all like, the tape was flying everywhere. <laughs> then come to find out, we get to the meet and then they cancel practice. Dewey's talking about <laughs> when your dog hunts, you give throw you a bone. <laughs> that was wild. What do you do? Hey, hey, the things you do when you're a freaking overweight offensive lineman, you don't feel like walking. The things oh, you'll man, do. The things you'll do. Just saying that if your dog will hunt, you throw him a bone. Like, I use so many dually lines in life, bro. It's so crazy. He's taught me so many lessons. Yeah. <laughs> he would say those one liners, and you'd be like, man, what is he talking about? And now, 10 years later, they're resonating. No, I know. I, I, I still remember when we had that meeting, he was like, He's like, y'all can't be smoking any weed. He goes, look, if you want to smoke, run for office. Make it legal. He goes, if it's legal, I'll roll on with you. He was like, I want a McDonald's team. If you go to McDonald's in Tennessee or you go to McDonald's in Japan, you're going to get the same Big Mac. Bro, oh, my God. I don't know if, if you were there at this point, but Butch said that one time in a meeting. And really? I almost lost it. <laughs> I don't know if it was after you left, but yeah. he said, I want a McDonald's team. And I looked over at like Travaris and like Kurt. And I was like, bro, you got to be kidding me right now. Did this man really just say a McDonald's team? Like, do must have read the same book. I know. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. I think he even brought, I think he even brought up the feeding the good dog or the bad dog feeding too. the red dog and the orange, the orange dog, dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man he used to have hawk dragging that 100 pound orange dog i know hawk was pissed <laughs> had to be shout out to hawk man shout out to him and all the guys yeah. in the equipment room i miss those guys they yes they're some of the greatest guys out there hawk is a goat man question for you then how how would you I'm thinking about it now. You had Butch, what, two years? I only had him one year. I had so him. Dooley two I had Dooley had two. two and Butch three. Oh, Butch three? Okay. Yeah. How would you um, compare the two just based off philosophy or based off your experience and all that? Well, when Butch came in, it was a complete attempt to change the culture. It mm -hmm. was – you know, we're doing 63 effort. We're doing first up. We're doing – all this different stuff. Um, and I think it started with coach Lawson. I mean, I, I really liked coach Lawson, our strength coach with, with, uh, Butch. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, he was the toughest coach that I had maybe besides he stand. Did you but, have, uh, did you have McKeefe, Ron? Yeah. Yeah. No, I had, Ron. yeah, I had Ron. I didn't have, uh, Benny. I had Benny. Benny, Ron and Lawson. Okay. Yeah. I didn't have Benny, but, uh, but I do remember Benny, we were at, I was at a training camp watching you guys practice and he was in full sweats. And I was like, Benny, man, like, how, oh, yeah. how are you out here in full sweats? He was like, because I'm a machine. And if you come here, I'll make you a machine too. And I was like, oh God, this is, a, this is the next level. But anyways, yeah, I think Butch, his attempt to change the culture was tough, but I mean, it was refreshing. It, it, mm -hmm. It's exactly what we needed and it honestly worked bro some of that stuff you just said like that 63 yeah first man up like that changed that changed my play so much and that's what a lot of coaches when i talked to them at the combine and stuff they were like man the jump between your junior year and your senior year 
was just seeing how hard you played, how you finished, how you did that. And that's credit to Butch. Like I said, it's coming to change in that culture. Yeah, first man downfield, go pick up your running back. Yeah, you know, I still uh, use that stuff to this day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it is really good keep coaching tools. And, you know, people want, you know, people want me to hate on Butch just because, you know, the 16, 17 season. But, like, dude, I went five and seven my first three years <laughs> yeah. and then won two bowl games. I don't like, understand the Butch hate, honestly. I feel yeah. like Tennessee fans got spoiled. You got spoiled winning, like you said, eight games. We were winning five games, bro. Yes, <laughs> I know. I, I, know I, went, I went to a bowl game my freshman year and thought, bam, the sky's the limit from here and never win again. Yeah, exactly. Lost I, to Kentucky I, after 30-something years. Bro, without that a was quarterback. tough. <laughs> With, they, they had they a wide a receiver. They had a wide receiver at quarterback. Bro, I was, at, I was at that game, so I didn't travel at that point because I was redshirted, but I used my, my tickets. Oh. and went to the game i was in the stands like are you freaking kidding me right now what is happening bro i'll never forget that game like start off <laughs> start off there's nobody there literally legit might be seven thousand people in the stands yeah Kentucky. then the game's a little closer sure. game's a little closer second quarter is like ten thousand. Third quarter like whoa it's seven to three hold on now People start calling everybody, bro. By the time it was two minutes left in that game, it was like 50,000 people in there. And then they stormed the field after. Yeah. This stormed little kid rolled right by me. He said, ha ha, you fatty. We beat you. <laughs> I will never forget that. Me and Zach were fucking pissed. Oh, my cuss. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. No, <laughs> dude, I remember being up in the stands and, like, players coming over to that section because, like, you know, the Tennessee section, you're all sitting together and just – flipping the birds up at us just f you go home go home after the game i'm like oh my god dude, that was embarrassing what? bro that, that was a long ride home yeah that was a long ride my home. mom still tells the story she called me after that game and was like are you sure you want to be here like are you sure you want to <laughs> do this and i was like mom shut your mouth of course i want to be here like there's a reason i picked this school yeah i mean like i grew up a ut fan so like obviously that has to you know, weigh some factors and reason mm -hmm. why I came here. But I was like, yeah, I made a decision. I'm going to, I'm going to see it out. Like there. Do you remember when we came to your game? Yes. yes <laughs> we I whole did. line pulled up to the game. Yeah, bro. I was like, what in the world? I, I was, <laughs> I was, I was pretty nervous. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And then I didn't even, I, I don't even think I played that much. Cause it, it was nah. like Ray County. We whooped the crap out uh -huh. of them. And yeah. I was, you know, out in the second half. Yep, that's exactly what it was. I think you were playing. Um, that's where Kevin Revis went. I feel like he went to right. Yeah, his little brother. His little brother was there. We had watched both of y'all. Yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I mean, old Knox Castle. And now they're a powerhouse. They are. I saw. Yeah. Them on that's... Didn't they play? Uh, they played somebody from Texas, right? Yep. And uh, like the Mays boys, they both went there. Oh, they did? Yeah, the one who transferred okay. from Georgia and then his younger brother who committed here last year, they both went there. Okay. Um, and then, Is what's-the-name still good? Uh, oh, my gosh. Starts with an M. Starts with an M. Guy passed away who was in the recruiting class before me when I got there, Douglas. Oh, Aaron Douglas. Aaron Douglas. What school did you go to? May. Oh, my uh, gosh. Maryville? Maryville. Yeah, Maryville. they're, I mean. Yeah. Are they still good? I remember they There's, were good during that time. Yeah, they're still pretty good. Um, what about and, the and um, Alcoa? 
Alcoa. Yep. That was uh Tony went there, Jerron Tony. Yep. Shout out to yep. Jerron Tony went to Alcoa. And uh the other school out there that the Revezes went to, Farragut. Farragut, yeah. Farragut was pretty good. Farragut's up there. Um but yeah, like uh Amari Rogers, a wide receiver at Clemson, he went to mm-hmm. Catholic. Oh, he did? Dang. Yeah, he went to Catholic. Um and we have a defensive end that that's at UT as a freshman this year that went to Catholic. So there's a there's a few guys that are, you know, it's starting to become a a big time football school. So that's good. Then Dan did Daniel Hood go there too? Yep. Yep. Yeah, D Hood went there. Dude, the year the year Daniel Hood was there, like his first year, I think it I think he was two years older than me, so he might have been a year older than you. Mm-hmm. We had like three or four guys from Catholic that were on UT's team that like walked on, like Daniel was on there, then Nick Branham and uh, Dorian Cozart. <laughs> yeah, Co- Dan like, Cozart. Yeah, they yeah. were all at Catholic and they all like walked on together and like all went to UT and all part of that. Shout team. out to Nick Branham, man. He was a cool dude. He was yeah. he was a bro bro too. Yeah, he was he definite to the bro bro house. Definite bro bro. <laughs> He was the attempt to be White Lightning, but you can't be Zach. Nobody can be oh, Zach Rogers. Nobody can be zero, man. Nobody <laughs> can be zero. Oh, oh, another funny story talking about zero, and we'll we'll jump off here. I know you got some stuff to do, but the touchdown versus South Carolina, he scores. It gets reviewed to see if he got a foot down in bounds. So we're sitting out at field goal. I'm not playing at this point. I'm on field goal though. We're sitting out at field goal, and we're just. Stand out there. The field goal block team is right there. We're waiting. And Jadavion Clowney points at you and goes, you're good. You're a good player. Points over at Tiny and goes, but you suck. (laughs) You're horrible. You, you're good, James. You're good. But you, you suck. And Tiny gets up in his face. They start yelling at each other. Oh my God! I'll never forget Man, that. And never the, forget it. And then the entire stand starts chanting, "Cloudy, cloudy, cloudy, cloudy." And I swear, every single person on that defense on that block team had a grill in. Oh man, it was wild, bro. Yeah, like you want to say, like Alvin started that? No, 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 no. That defense, every single person had a grill in. There was no mouthpiece to be seen. <laughs> that was a wild. That was a wild story, bro. Because then we had just came down the. Almost tied a game up. Remember that towards the end? And yes. Tiny was whooping them the whole game, killing them whooping the whole game. Him, bro. And then in that moment, like Sam Pittman said, you woke up a sleeping giant. <laughs> yeah. Sack fumble that ended the game. That's that that's how Clowny, Clowny plays, though. He's just yeah. like, okay, okay, whatever, whatever. And then he's like, oh. If you, if you give him a reason. He's like, oh, I need to make a play right now. Okay. <laughs> I'll step up. Exactly. That that exactly. crushed. That crushed Tiny. Oh yeah. That crushed all of us, man. That crushed all of us at the time. That was that was when I feel like that was our best that team while tough. I was there. Even that though was... we didn't make a bowl game, I feel like that was shoot, I think we still hold records in the offense. Yes, like, dude. We were like scoring the, or something like that. Yeah. Number two in yards in Tennessee history. Yeah, we freaking had seven hundred fifty yards versus Troy, but we had to because they had seven forty. <laughs> Bro, we went we went to like three overtimes versus With Missouri. Troy. Yeah, three and, versus Missouri. Yeah, and it was just like defense. You just stop them one time. Like we'll score every single time. Don't worry. Yeah, shout out to Jim Cheney too. That's one thing. Honestly, I feel like he needs to get more credit, especially when it comes to UT, man. Um, 
he was one of the big reasons I stayed. He talked to me throughout that whole process. I explained with Kiffin leaving. Yeah. I went to his office with, you know, my mom and he was like, you know, guys, uh, Lane, he went to his dream job. He goes, I can't sit here and tell you I'm going to be here because I was there with their staff. So when the new guy comes, I don't know if I'm going to be here. But he goes, so I'm not going to lie to you. This thing's a business. He he explained to me from the beginning that this thing was a business. He was like, it's about money most of the time. You know, he had a better situation there. So, like you said, I'm not going to lie to you and say I'm going to be here and I'm going to take care of you. But if I am, just notice you're going to be taken care of. You're going to be coached well. You're going to blah, blah, blah. And it all panned out, man. So, I appreciate Jim Chaney. He's one of the best play callers, one of the best coaches, one of the best schemers I've I've ever seen or got a chance to be coached by. I completely agree. And I think, you know, people have been kind of hard on him this year because mm-hmm. our offense hadn't looked that great. But I think he doesn't necessarily have the yeah, piece. Yeah, he's, he's limited. I honestly feel like somebody has him handcuffed. Because yeah. when I think about when we were there, bro, we went and you were there our freshman year with Stan. We had a certain offense. We were scheming stuff. We ran power. We ran these different things. And then that next year when we got Coach Pittman and we got CP, we completely changed our whole offense. We went to hurry up at the line using cold words. He's making plays for CP. He's making plays for Justin. Like He's somebody that's going to cater to the players he has. He's going to use their strengths. He's willing to change everything to create it you know, great plays for players. He's not stuck in his ways. Like, we're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to do this only. If you don't fit this, get out of here. He's more of, I'm going to take what I have and I'm going to work on your strengths and I'm going to make them better. So. Yeah, I completely I like agree. I mean, my my first year, it was good. Thank God that I was 330. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll play a guard in a power yeah. scheme offense. We're huddling. Like, it's a good thing being 330. But uh, that next year, boy, we was rolling. <laughs> rolling going as fast as humanly possible yeah and and defense hated it because we'd score in three plays uh-huh and they'd be right back on the field that was the yeah that was the, the opposite though i guess they would hate it mm-hmm. man i i really appreciate you coming on i think uh ut faithful will love some of these stories uh, some of these funny ones and you know especially insight into you know what it's like going through those coaching changes and you know, being in a situation like you were when you first got here. And, uh, you know, I wish you all the best. I can't wait to see you again on Sundays. Um, Tell AJ that he can come on the show too whenever you see him again. And um, I hope you have a great rest of your week, man. And uh, always, always rooting for you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me on. And stay blessed, bro. Tell your family I said hi too. Will too. OLP, baby. OLP for life. (laughs) See you, bud. Later. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Please rate and subscribe. Uh, Tell all your friends and family. You know, word of mouth advertising really helps. Uh, Follow me on social media, Kyler Kerbison on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Go check out Bet Online. And, uh, you know, give me a call or a text. Uh, My number is 865 322-9232 and I'll answer any questions you might have um, any breakdowns you want me to do uh, and we'll go from there so really appreciate you guys listening and as always go Vols
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.